Hi. How's it going? I don't know why I always start that way. But anyways, I'm Tori Ruvers. Welcome back to my podcast, It's Not That Weird. You're single. Yeah. Why is that? You're adorable. <laughs> You're entertaining for sure. You can also be a bitch. <laughs> I was actually really hoping to make Jake cry. Tell uh, me about your dead father. <laughs> oh, this is all I could have ever dreamed of. And yeah, I'm not judging. It's I'm gross. just saying. It's weird. They didn't traumatize you? You don't talk about they that? They definitely did. <laughs> <laughs> you can't ask me that. <laughs> it's not that weird. Once again, I got to thank you for the support on the last couple episodes. It has been kind of wild. I went into this with like as little expectations as possible so that I would not disappoint myself. But I mean, you guys are listening and giving me feedback and love. And I appreciate that so much. Thanks for listening. I promise there's lots of good stuff coming in the future. Stay tuned. Now, this week's guest, uh, let me premise this interview by telling you that this is actually the second interview I did with this guy. I made, uh, not a little mistake, a huge mistake the first time I interviewed him. I sounded fantastic, but he sounded like he was in another room down the block across the border. It just wasn't good. I sounded great. He sounded very quiet. And uh, that's uh, like rule number one in uh, recording and podcasting. Don't forget to turn somebody's mic up. There's a little life lesson for me. <laughs> so what you're going to hear is take two of our... Our, uh, our chat, but it is way better than the first anyway. We had way more fun the second time. And I will say, since recording this interview, I have seen this guy do stand-up twice. Both times he actually hosted an amateur comedy show, and it was so fun. My friends and I went and we had the best time. And uh, I'm really excited for uh, people to get a glimpse of his humor here because he's awesome. He's hands down one of the funniest people I know, so... As I said, he's a comedian, he's a business owner, he owns a clothing brand, uh, and he's just genuinely one of my favorite people on the planet. Please help me welcome my next guest, Curtis Coleman. deeply because this is like the number one faux pas of podcasting to accidentally not have your mic turned up or have yeah. the I don't even know exactly what went wrong but welcome back man Thank you. Thank I'm happy you. to have you back for uh, 2.0 and I honestly think that it's going to go better this time I think so because now I know you just a little bit more I knew you before but Thank now you. I know some more things so um, first and foremost you're a comedian a great yes. comedian Thank you. I think you're fantastic uh, you're here in Windsor what is it that made you want to do comedy? Like in the first place or like once I started, what wanted me to keep going? Like did you know your whole life? Things. No, no no clue. No. I was – no. To be honest, I like never considered it at all. I like watched some – like when I was a kid, I used to like watch like Adam Sandler. My dad mm -hmm. had like Richard Pryor VHSs. So I always knew like what stand-up was. Mm -hmm. I was. I always did acting. Acting was the thing I did. Right. I did like musical theater. And then I uh, kind of realized I was like, oh, maybe I'm too cool for this. <laughs> So wait, wait, wait. you're saying that 
comedy is a step up in terms of coolness. Okay, okay. I'm not... <laughs> Hot take, man. Listen, all arts are equal. That's not what I'm saying. I'm <laughs> saying the people who do stand-up. The nice thing about stand-up, I feel like with uh, a lot of things like acting, especially musical theater, mm-hmm. you're kind of like put into this box. Sure. And you're, there's like an expectation of you. Mm-hmm. And it's not like your genuine self, I feel. Yeah, I get that. You're, You're always like acting. A version. Yeah. yeah. Whereas yeah. like with stand-up, that was like the number one thing. Like when I started doing it that I realized and I was mm-hmm. like, oh, everybody's kind of like, oh, don't get me wrong. There's definitely like the clout chasers and like the phonies. Yeah. Stand-up is one of the things where the more authentic you are, the more rewarding it is. Yeah. It, it's obvious. It plays out. Exactly. Like yeah. if a musician is like super authentic to themselves, like they that might be their worst you know what I mean? You know, I know like what a you're band saying. does yeah. like we're yeah. getting back to our roots, like the Killers. Yeah, yeah, we, we've talked about this. Yeah, because we both are big Killers big fans. Killers fans. But their recent stuff has been—I don't want to say questionable, but it's kind of like you know we're, we're going we're back going to back. something. Yeah, it's because they're like once again they're being their most authentic selves, this and that. But it's just like oh, but that's not what we want from yeah. you. But you know what? I will say I prefer that take over like just what's making the money and the sound 100%. that's whatever. And at least the killers are kind of like they're taking a risk essentially. I'm I sure guess. I'm sure it's plotted, but still it feels I do, uh, Yeah, I do agree that I would rather them like be true themselves and yeah. not be amazing rather yeah. than like be Maroon 5. <laughs> a little off track there, but um so comedy, you've been doing comedy for how long now? 3 years. 3 years. Yeah. yeah. Not, right. a long, not very long. In Windsor, that's long. Yeah. In, like, anywhere else, that's not long at all. Yeah, yeah. Is your family supportive? Do your friends come out to the shows? Oh, yeah. Yeah. For sure. Definitely. Uh, My family, not so much. To be fair, I tell them not to. You tell them not to come? Tell them not to go to the shows. Okay. Yeah. Like, if they ask, I kind of dodge it. The thing is, (laughs) I I just don't want to, once again, talking about being our authentic selves. Yeah. I want to be my authentic self. Yeah. And I don't want to hold back if a family member is going to be there. Naturally, you want to pull the punches because you don't want to have that awkward Easter dinner <laughs> where it's like, Curtis, we saw you live and you said this. Yeah. You know? and so I, yeah. So I, I kind of discourage my family from coming. My friends, on the other hand, yeah, they always come out. They're always supportive. Yeah. I remember the first first show I ever did was an open mic at oh. Craft Heads, which was like literally the most basic thing you could do. Sure. It's very beginner level. We'll very say. beginner. Sure. Most people like if they're doing that, they would bring nobody. Mm-hmm. Me at that time, it's a secret. It's a secret. Me <laughs> yeah. at the time, I was like, I don't know. I just was like, this is probably going to go well. I should bring some people. Yeah. And in the back of my mind, I was like, if I have friends there, it's kind of a safety net. Because if I suck, at least I suck in front of the people who I know, and they'll be honest with me yeah. and tell me that I yeah. suck. And if I do good, they'll be more laughy, you know, and support sure. me more. Sure. So I was like, either way, this is going to be good. So yeah, I brought a bunch of friends, and uh, first time I did it, like, I had like twenty people there, mm. and instantly, like, all the comedians were like. All right, we like this guy. He brings crowds. And I think that that like, actually really helped me. Because it was sure. like I packed the place out and they're like, come next week. Come. And it's like I got stage time just from bringing people, oh. which in the long run helped me out. So yeah. shout out my friends. <laughs> Bring a buddy system. That's yeah, cute. Honestly. That's cute. They think that you've got all these like fans and this hype. We've been doing this for years. I yeah, love that. No, not at all. That's brilliant. So your friends are obviously very supportive. You said your family yes. somewhat with their involved. They in. want to be. They want to be supportive. I don't allow them. <laughs> okay. That's-, that's fair. Are you close with your parents? Yes. Yeah. I yeah. am indeed. From what I've learned, your dad sounds like a really cool guy. My dad's dope, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And Former your mom's a musician. Yeah, your mom's tight too. Yeah, very yeah. cool. Very cool yeah. lady. And I you get... don't make jokes where they're the punchline or not really, no. That's nice of you. Not yeah, not them directly. <laughs> they didn't traumatize you? You don't like talk about they that? They definitely did, but you know. <laughs> that's for like when I'm older. That's like when I you know, that's like when I come back like Dave Chappelle, then oh I'll get God. into the deep shit. Oh. Well, For now, I like to keep it light. You're, you're warming them up. Like these, this is the, the the small offensive things I can 100%. say towards you. And now then if I'm one doing day... like a show out of town, then 
the door's open. There Who knows go. what I'm going to say. With stand-up comedy, like, when I first started getting into it, and, like, I think what I enjoyed about it when I watched it was, like, this one person's ability to, like, hold a room down. Sure. Because mm-hmm. you have to have stage presence. You have to have charisma. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of people who are very good joke writers and joke tellers. Mm-hmm. Like, it's equal parts writing and, like, actually being funny. Mm-hmm. That's, in my opinion, I think that's just as important as, like, stage presence Projection. and charisma. Yeah. And, like, it's a performance, right? Yeah, yeah. So I think that, like, that, for me, like, when I did acting, it was, like, that was what we were taught all the time. It was, like, you got to walk like this. You got to talk like this. Sure. So I already had that in my arsenal. But uh, <laughs> there's some people who just, like, for example, if you ask about, like, influence, Richard Pryor. Okay. I don't know if you're very familiar with him. Sort of. That's classic. That's, like, but he's just, like, dude who walks out on stage and you just want to watch him. Yeah, yeah. Because he just has such an energy to him. Yeah. Granted, most of that energy came from his cocaine habits. Like Eddie Murphy, man. Exactly. Eddie, old Eddie Murphy is the best kind of comedy. But, yeah, that's yeah. that coke comedy. But still, like, they were still <laughs> able to, as a kid, I didn't know he was a cokehead, you know? Yeah. But no, you think that they're just super theatrical, but. That's, I, a, that's one of the rules of comedy. Yeah. Is uh, if you can't be funny, just be loud. Ah. And it confuses people. Uh-huh. Something interesting to know next time you're at a open mic. Pay attention. Pay attention. Yeah. Well, the one local show that I went to, the only show of yours that I've been to, everybody yeah. had a very laid back way of telling jokes. Mm-hmm. And that's the thing about the local shows is like there's so many, like that show that night, there was probably like what, 10 people on the show? A bunch, yeah. There's a lot. A and lot. It's like, when there's that many people, it's tough because it's like, as an audience member, I'm saying it's tough. Yeah. Because you're just sitting there and it's just like, as soon as you start to get to know somebody and like get a feel for them, they're off the stage. Yeah. Yeah. Because everyone's it, doing like five to 10 minutes. That's got to be so hard too, is like, especially if you come from performance, then you know that like there has to be an element of connecting with 100%. the people there. And if you have yeah. such a short amount of time, that's got to be, that's how I feel in, in Radio Man. That's why yeah. I'm doing this, yeah. is because I get such limited amount of time mm-hmm. and the format is so specific that. I leave all the time being like, man, I also think this and this and this and this. And yeah, and yeah so that's why uh, it's tough. That's why we're here right now. Okay, so we talked a little bit about your family. You grew up with all sisters. Yes. Correct? Yes. Are you the youngest of all of them? I am. I'm also the youngest of all sisters. Yeah. 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 Well, here's the thing I interviewed Jay, who yeah. also is a, a man among sisters. My mom, who we have all women in our family, like all women, all of the men die. <laughs> We have this theory At that war. we're witches. No, oh. not even. This isn't even like prehistoric. This is like recent. But, oh, this is like. But now. not not my mom's generation. Is all the ones before. Anyway, it's, it's just a joke. Anyway, so we have all women in the family, and I'm excited to interview somebody who doesn't have like predominantly women in their family. Like, Shit. Um, Sorry. no, no, this not is great. Me. I want to interview a man who doesn't have the we'll say emotional range that comes with. Fair. And, and this Fair. is my question for you. So, what was it like being raised with, you know, sisters around you all the time? Female um, energy, we'll say. Yeah, female energy. <laughs> Honestly, like, I don't regret it. Looking back, <laughs> hygiene, I think, was a big thing. Mm-hmm. We talked about this last yes, time where did, I was yeah. just saying, like, there's a difference, I think, between a dude who's, like, raised around women in terms of, like, how they take care of themselves, mm-hmm. how they, like you said, emotional depth as well. Yeah. I think Awareness that's a of thing. other people's emotions. Like, just yeah. asking, like, your friends how they're doing instead exactly. of just being, like... So did you fuck that girl? I don't know. Yeah. Just that kind of stuff. But The only thing I wish is that my sisters, whenever they had friends over, would keep them so far away. Why? Because everyone's always like, oh, you oh, you raise your own sisters. Are their friends hot? 
with oh, friends over all the time. Okay. Literally anytime my sister had friends over, they were like in the backyard, door was locked. They were hiding. Curtis stayed in the room. Hiding you. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, why am I being hidden away like the fucking dwarf in the basement? You know, it doesn't make any sense. <laughs> like Harry Potter. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so how old – what's the age difference between you and your sisters? Uh, one is like 10, 11 years, so steep. Mine too. And then the other one is uh, five years. Five. five Mine six. too, man. Wow, there you go. Yeah, well, I have three older sisters. My oldest is 10 years, and then the other one I forget, and then the one closest nice. to me is five years. Did your sisters or parents ever – teach you or talk to you about sex? No. I feel like that would be a good sister's job, but no? Never, ever. Even huh. to this day. Really? Yeah. Just never? It's just a, not a, a topic? I mean, I'm very thankful for it, to be honest <laughs> with you. I would not want to have that conversation. Hey, but guess what? Maybe they sh- they all have kids. Yeah. So maybe they should have. Maybe I could have given them some advice. Maybe it could have gone the other way around, you know? <laughs> That's funny. But yeah, it. never, never happened, honestly. So you just navigated it by yourself? I guess, yeah. Figured it out? Internet and movies. Watched some videos? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Thank God for, like, fucking Netflix. Yeah. Did they teach you anything at school? Like, I remember a very... Hardly. Basic, yeah. For, I don't... For the... For girls, what, who taught you, like, life sciences? Was it, like, the religion teacher? In high school, we had one or two weeks of classes, on like, sex ed classes, mm. where they took us out of gym. Our gym teacher taught us. Okay, it was the same? Yeah. because yeah, for guys, And it was a it was female a gym, gym teacher. teacher, too. Yeah. 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 See, so, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. Because for us, it was an all-male male gym teacher. Yeah. And it was just, like, the most typical, like, all right, guys, yeah. I don't want to be doing this. Here's the banana. Yeah. Here's Not even that. No really? banana, none of that shit. Oh, we had it. No, no uh, hands-on, no physical diagrams, no. nothing. It was just like, <laughs> so this is what happens. Yeah. Everybody's making jokes, laughing. Yeah. Like, it was actually pretty chill. Yeah? yeah. I remember, I, I don't know if maybe it's, you know, the difference between, like, male and female, but uh, we watched a lot of videos, a lot of really old videos. I remember that. And yeah. it was really uncomfortable. I remember our gym teacher trying to keep, like, a straight a face about it, and uh, even she was kind of like, ladies, like, huh. come on. But, uh, like, I don't even remember it that much, and I wish I did yeah. because everybody kind of remembers it. And now there's a lot of uh, conversation on, like, what else should be included in sex ed. Like, I wish we were taught about, like, man, just put an episode of Joe Rogan on or something and, like, teach us about, like, like at least give us some sort of thing about, like, porn. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like porn addiction, sex addiction. I just got a valuable lesson out of a five-minute video. Right? And I think we did have somebody from the health unit there. um, But they were really just there to teach us specifically about STDs. Did you know that we got a a booming STD problem as of recently in the area? In Windsor? Yeah. Have you seen the billboards popping up from the health unit? I haven't. Getting screened. I mean, it's important. They're right. Ah, yeah. Just recently, like, it's shot up? Yeah, like during the pandemic within the past few months. Because they changed all the vaccination billboards to the STD screening really? and stuff. And I was like, oh, we got a problem, don't we? Mm. And I looked into it. and Yeah. Um, I got a couple friends that just got single recently, maybe. Oh. Maybe they're responsible for <laughs> Well, actually, let's talk about that. So you're single. Yeah. Why is that? <laughs> Why is that? <laughs> well, I don't if you want to put it into know, a, a, a little nutshell. Why are you single, Curtis? Um, I don't know. We had a great talk about this last time. We did, time. yeah. And yeah. then I and then I went home and I was I thought about what I said and I was like I come off like such a douchebag. I didn't think so at all. It came off just I don't know. This, uh, okay. Why? Personal choice. Mhm. I guess. Totally valid reason. And yeah, I think honestly the world's a big place. <laughs> Yeah. The person I'm looking for has very specific interests. This, like, I, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I've never met somebody who, like, the thing is I always ask myself, like, in five years, will I still be as excited to see this person? Sure. Which I think is a very fair question to ask yourself of before you start dating is. someone. Yeah. And the answer is always no. Okay. Anytime, like, 
not to diss my friends, <laughs> people that I know, a lot of the times they enter into relationships based on happenstance. Okay. They meet somebody here. And there's just such a, I don't know, there's such a weird pressure. It's like, I mean, you meet a girl. Mm-hmm. And like instantly your friends are like, oh, so you're going to ask her out? Yeah. This and that. And it's just like, you, I just met this person. Sure. By chance. Yeah. That doesn't mean that, like, not every person you meet has to be a, a par- potential partner. Sure. Oh, no, I get that totally. And I think that the problem is that so many people don't do well with gray area no. in their own lives. So they, they're just projecting. Something that I've learned is that gray area is, like, sometimes the best thing. The in-between. If, yeah. you, if you can, like, stretch out the period of getting to know somebody for as long as you can 100%. in the gray area, we'll say, yeah. then that's how you end up realizing that, like, oh, I will like this person in five years. I also, yeah, I agree with you, but I also disagree because I think that's what's ruining modern relationships. Mm. Hot take for a 23-year-old? Yeah. I, the, the thing is there's such a, there's a rush for labels. Everybody needs a label. Yes. And then, like you say, people like the gray area, so they'll put the label on, oh, we're seeing each other mm-hmm. or we're talking. Mm-hmm. And so many people, they, you just get stuck in this endless talking stage and you're in a talking stage with this person and that person. And it's just like, I don't know. I don't, I don't like, the, I don't like the, the rush to figure out what are we Yeah, in a way. Yeah. People don't like unanswered questions and they think I, when you put that we're in a relationship label or title on yeah. it, then all of a sudden it's all figured out. But it's not. That's something I fully learned when uh, my boyfriend and I started dating is we – I asked him, like, so are we doing this? That's honestly what I said to him. And we had only been talking for maybe, like, two months. I'd only know – I met him, like, two months before that. So I said, are we doing this? And he was like, yeah, sure. And it was a very non-romantic way of it happening, and I'm honestly totally fine with it. But then, like, a month into it, I was like, why did I do that? Why did I ask him if we're doing this and all of a sudden we're boyfriend and girlfriend? Like, first of all, stupid way to ask, but also, like – why? Yeah. Because we barely know each other at this point, mm-hmm. and all of a sudden there's like this pressure to figure it out super fast. And then it's like, but you should figure that out. You should figure out whether or not you actually want to be with this person before you say, are we doing yeah. this? For a lot of people, I think it just comes from a place of insecurity. Oh, sure. 100%. I think like most of the time that's what it is. I was a very insecure person. Just, yeah, like most of the time you're just like, oh, like what if they're talking to someone else? Mm-hmm. Like, especially for guys, there's like this whole yeah. thing of like, I got to lock it down. Sure. All the guys are thinking about that. Like, oh, uh, if you like her enough, you got to lock it down. That's the male mentality. And, like, I don't know. I don't think that – I think that a lot of people end up jumping into relationships that they shouldn't be in. Uh-huh. And then I they agree. end up cheating or doing something and they end up hurting each other way more. Yeah. It's more hurtful to be together than, than if it is they to just, just – Yeah. And I'm yeah. not saying keep it casual and just, like, sleep around with everybody. That's not what I'm saying. Sure. Relationships are a spectrum, you know? <laughs> I think he said that last time. I think I did say this last yeah. time, too. Is this the douchey thing that you don't want to say? No, the douchey, <laughs> the douchey thing that I said last time that I reflect on was just how I was, like, saying that whoever it is that's out there for me doesn't exist in Windsor. That's not douchey. Which I, I still stand by that. <laughs> I still stand by that. And <laughs> so I'll you just wanted to repeat it. That's it. I know. That and then oh. also, like, yeah. And then I was saying how, like, you know, I, what did I say? There was something I said. I think it was, like, nobody impressed me or something like that. But you know what? like... I mean, it's not like you're making a dig at the people who you've yeah, previously no. been interested in. And, and that's the whole point of dating. Like, and ugh, I don't know. It's, it's all trivial. And it's like, just don't don't feel like you have to follow suit with everything yeah. else. But I think that's just. I a, never had a relationship in grade school, high school. Good. Never. <laughs> like my first relationship, I was 18. Mm-hmm. And like, I honestly, I, like, I always thought that that was a curse. But looking back, I think it's kind of a blessing. I feel like. Smart. Yeah, I feel like I just went into like the 
relationships, but not that they didn't matter. Because mm-hmm. obviously you learn a lot of things. Mm-hmm. Dating somebody in high school, you learn a lot about yourself. Sure. You know, you learn how much you learn you like. a lot about what you don't want, <laughs> for sure. Yeah. I feel like yeah. that's – if you were in a lot of shitty relationships in high school, you probably have a really good taste in music. That's what I always oh. say. I feel like, you know. I've not heard that before. That's interesting. That before? You, no. you, know, you start listening to the sad shit back then. Oh, like, okay. I know. get what you're saying. I, like, I, if I, I ever meet it, like I meet someone and they're like, what kind of music? Like, oh, I like like the Smiths. Mm-hmm. The 1975. I was that just gonna say shit. that. Like, yeah, you were in a lot of relationships in high school, weren't you? Yeah, you were. You were a dramatic teenager, 100%, weren't you? Hundred percent. Hundred percent. Yeah, I yeah. still listen to them, but I listen to them as a lonely person, not as, as an a, adult. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> but no, I, I think like so. Then once I got out of high school, I was like, okay, I felt the need to figure. Like, out. I got to figure shit out. I got to speed this up. Yeah. Start going on a bunch of dates with people I shouldn't have been going on dates with. Mm-hmm. People I weren't interested in at all. So you were just kind of seeing what dating was like. Yeah, just like on dating apps, you know, just like anybody. At 18? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, I you guess know. that, yeah, it wasn't that long ago. It wasn't that long yeah. ago, really. And I'm like treating, like I was taking these people on nice dates. There was okay. this girl who I had no business going out with. I got courtside tickets to the Windsor Express. <laughs> Which is like not really that baller. Felt like the but, most baller thing at the time. For I mean, a it's not not baller, I guess. Yeah. But I mean, that's interesting. So you more so just wanted to see what dating was like, but the person, it didn't really matter who it was. Yeah, I just needed to get these experiences. Sure. I was just like, I don't. That's care not who's necessarily a bad thing to do. It wasn't, and like once again, like I don't regret it. Yeah. But now I feel like I not that, like I feel like I've come out of that. Where it's just like I look back and it's just like, man, I didn't like yeah. most of these people. Yeah. And then I still got hurt over them. Yeah. Like that's the most well, fucked up thing. You probably felt obligated to. Exactly. Yeah. But it's like you you don't even like the person and then <laughs> you're down bad over them for like two weeks. It's like, what the fuck was I doing? <laughs> this is the other thing we talked about last time where I was saying like it's so – it's such a gift to be young mm-hmm. and not lack responsibilities but to have flexibility in your life. Sure. To be a young person with flexibility – an opportunity mm-hmm. is such a blessing. Why would you want to be in a relationship that might compromise that in any way? A hundred percent. And I think that's exactly what I said last time was when you're in a relationship, there's always another person, opinion, schedule, something that you should be considering. Not only considering, but like factoring in. Yeah. And, and prioritizing. And exactly. Such. So it's tricky to be young and and it's better that you realize that now Mm -hmm. so many people spend their youth in such adult relationships Mm -hmm. and they're neglecting the parts of their lives where they should be having fun exactly but you also can you know do that until you're 90 if you want to yeah yeah I, i think it's more so about the person and and i think what you said last time was the People that you might be talking to nowadays or, or people who are dating nowadays have that same, like, we got to figure this out now oh, yeah. kind of thing. Now people aren't good like, with casual. it's crunch time for some reason. Yeah. Also, I think post-pandemic, people are getting a little – Yeah. Or we're still in the pandemic. But you know what screwy. I mean. Yeah. I, it's just – I think feeling it's the pressure. Like social media and, and everything. Mm-hmm. You know, girls, like, girls and guys, they love, like, these influencers. And the sure. one thing about these, like, influencers, they're always hyping up the most – Basic life things like having a kid. Mm-hmm. Having a kid is not basic. <laughs> no, no, that's a basic human fundamental. That's a fundamental of human life. Sure. Are, humans are on this earth to Kids fucking so live, have sex, have kids, <laughs> and and die. That's you mean it. like primal? I, I guess. Yeah, on right. a primal level, that's what we're here to do. Sure. Nothing more. Nothing well, less. That, that debatable, but sure. On a primal level. Okay. okay. Now, obviously, there's so many more 
things in life now. Sure. But it's not like Kylie Jenner gets pregnant and there's like these photo shoots and everybody's sharing yeah. it, this and that. And, it's and like, then okay. she's monetizing her baby. She's doing collaborations yeah. with her baby and stuff. I, I know I uh, I know a lot of mommy influencers and there's a certain kind of like uh, – okay, so there's one specifically who I went to high school with. Yeah. She uh, shared something. Uh, this is when I unfollowed her. She shared something about like, guys, I have to show you about this like hack I just discovered. Oh, oh my God, it's so good. Like she, she built this up on yeah. her story for so long. <laughs> It's going to change your life, guys. Uh, for any moms out there, oh, my God, it's a lifesaver. It was fucking – I don't even know the right word for it. The pre-wash spray that you put on your laundry? Yeah. It was that. That was the life oh hack that God. she discovered. She's like, guys, you have to go out and get you some of this. And I said, are you fucking kidding That's me right I now? That's what I mean, yeah. Like the, the – People hype up the most basic Why do you think that's things? important? Why do you have to put that out there? All the time I'll like take a picture on my Instagram story and then go – no, like the world doesn't need to see this. Yeah. The world is not being enhanced by this. And people just don't have that filter nowadays, like to, yeah. to even consider whether or not it's interesting, which I mean, I'm totally like a victim to this, too. Oh, I mean, we all are at the yeah. end of the day. But it's I it's just like uh, I think people see like having a kid as like this check, like box that they milestone. have to check off a yeah. milestone. That's a good word for it. Yeah. I had a lot of teen pregnancy in my family. So yeah. I think maybe that's why I'm able to kind of look at it in a different way. Once again, having older sisters, you see they get to make the mistakes before it's, us. It's the youngest kid privilege. It is. hundred really percent. Yeah. Everybody hates us though. Do you know that? Oh, yeah. So many people. Yeah, I got you skate through. You do. We talked about why you're single. Okay. Something you talked about last time and yeah. we have to talk about it. So you said you were 18 you're going on dating apps. Are oh. you still on dating apps? I am, yeah. You are still on dating apps. So if anybody I, I, sees you. I just you... re-downloaded it. Oh. oh, I know what you're bringing up. Well, we got to talk about the group Tinder story. Yeah. So the last time I was on dating apps, <laughs> until recently, I just re-downloaded like Bumble a week ago. But the last time I was on dating apps uh, was in the winter, <laughs> was in lockdown three, I think. Yeah. The worst one. Sure. The lockdown in the winter where everybody was just down bad. Sure. <laughs> and... Uh, me and two of my guy friends, uh, fellow friends, were uh, we were hanging out like almost on a nightly basis, mm-hmm. and we were just you know chilling, smoking weed, doing whatever, <laughs> and we were realizing our to ourselves was like, man, we just don't meet people anymore. Mm-hmm. Like, there's no such thing as going out. Mm-hmm. There's no new experiences. All we have is each other. Mm-hmm. Like wow, we miss like having girls around. Mm-hmm. Because none of us really, like, it's like... Our Just having a female right? presence, exactly. man. It, it makes like, a difference. We miss having a female presence. And so then we started talking about how in the past we've had female presences and mm-hmm. it never works out. Mm-hmm. Always somebody catches feelings or gets jealous, this and that. Sure. So we're like, how can we do this, get a girl in here, and not make it weird? So what, what do we do? We made a Bumble account mm-hmm. with the three of us. <laughs> I did everything. I did all the marketing messaging. I did all the marketing. I'm the marketing guy. You know, I was the hype man of this. Choosing the, the pictures, putting them in the yeah. right order, yeah, right in the bio. The okay. But yeah, I was like made the like the profile and basically was just like, hey, we're three normal guys. The thing is, at the time, the show New Girl was very popular. Oh, pff, the best. Yeah. And I knew this and I was like, how can we like play into that? Yeah. And I noticed it worked like a charm <laughs> because multiple girls who matched with us in their like bio was like some 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 new girl mm. looking for the you know looking for the Jake Johnson in my life sure so the I, Nick I think, Miller yeah yeah I think that really helped but it was basically like yeah I, I, there's three guys we're looking for a girl to hang out with us yeah nothing weird sure <laughs> and it went super well yeah. amazingly well to be honest with you yeah I'm talking ten plus matches a day. 
Now, I don't know how it is to be a hot person on dating apps. I don't know if that's, like, normal for Come on. some of these people out here. For me, it's just, like, I, if I get 10 matches in two weeks, I'm, like, let's go. All right. <laughs> all right. On my personal. And then on this one, it's, like, 10 in a day, all these girls. And the thing is, well, with Bumble, the girls have to message first. Yeah. We were not getting, like, normally when I get a match, it's, like, hey, what's up? Mm-hmm. With this, it was, like, hey, where can I send my application? <laughs> Like, do you need oh, yeah, references? Oh, yeah, because you were asking for applications, right? We were asking. It was a joke. Yeah, I'm I didn't sure. think that people were actually going to type up, like, resumes. like A, a cover letter. For real. Yeah. Like, their, like, their LinkedIn profile. Uh-huh. But, yeah, everybody, they were swooning, and they're like, oh, we'd love to. Mm-hmm. Once again, this is a testament to how down bad everybody in Ontario oh, was during lockdown three. Sure. Down bad, yep. But it went, it went so well uh, until we got banned. Mm-hmm. Because several people, I got a report one day, I logged into the Bumble, several people reported us. Mm-hmm. Why? I don't know. <laughs> I think I can tell you why. Because any person who's not on the same wavelength in terms of what you're getting across comedically, yeah. they're seeing this as like these three guys could be a threat. And they're Which preying I, on people. I, I, I was considering that angle and I honestly thought that it was going to fail because of that. Okay. Because I was like, people aren't going out. Yeah. Are they really gonna take the chance of seeing three? Yeah. Guys. Yeah. People are people are too uh, paranoid. Too, too, too paranoid. Yeah. But I think because how we did it was number one, it was funny, <laughs> which breaks down people's walls instantly and totally unique. Yeah, and that's the thing. I think it was pretty transparent. Yeah. Like I had multiple pictures of each of us. Yeah. Like I think it was pretty. I think you, people could tell it was genuine. <laughs> Granted, we did have a few people who were like, "Oh, so this is obviously a gangbang, right?" Yeah. <laughs> Which we thought about it. I mean, it. if they were we, reaching out, maybe. You yeah, know. exactly. <laughs> but yeah, and then yeah, we got banned. And the the shittiest part is that like most of the people hadn't we hadn't taken them off Bumble yet. What do you mean? Like, oh, we hadn't, you had we moved hadn't the conversation. Their, yeah, we hadn't yeah. moved the conversation. The ones who like went really well, who passed the screening, <laughs> the, you know, the, one, <laughs> the ones sure. who got uh, into the hiring phase. We would like make a Snapchat group chat mm-hmm. or something with all of us in it. Mm-hmm. But for the most part, it was literally just on the Bumble, me doing all the messaging. <laughs> and uh, there was, I don't want to use this word, but there was a queue of women <laughs> who were going to make it to the next step. Oh, God. We're going to make it to the semifinals. The roster was. Yeah, the roster was getting shortlisted. Our yeah. yeah. <laughs> And then we got fucking banned, and I lost all those connections, and I'm pissed about it to this day. I don't blame you. If we did it again now, I don't think it would be nearly as successful as it was. No, no. I wouldn't even doubt that many people took your idea. I. That's the thing. I, like, I've never heard. And you, should, you should keep this a secret should, <laughs> and then yeah. try again. So do you remember any of the screening questions? Well, the number one thing was, like, what can you bring? To, what do you bring to the table? <laughs> what do you have to offer? And, and, I, and, I, and, I, and I said I did have a list of responsibilities. Okay. I was like, so if we're in the car, we'll let you run ox. Oh. Which was a lie. I run the ox all the time. Okay. But it was like, yeah, we'll let you run the ox. Well, we need somebody to GPS map. Okay. You got to be the Google mapper. Sure. Uh, You know, you got to roll up. Okay. You got to roll the weed sometimes. We can't always oh, be doing it. Got you. You know, and that was pretty much it. And then. So was this there, like a checklist? Are you willing to do these things? Basically. Okay. Pretty much. I, I, I'm so just trying to give them was, an idea. The bar was mega low. Can you roll a joint? Okay. Yeah. Can you use a phone? <laughs> Basically. <laughs> Can you follow directions? Yeah. But the music taste was a big one. Okay. I get that. Was a very big one. Because okay. I can't have somebody getting in the car and playing Rascal Flat. <laughs> you know? I'm not interested in that. <laughs> okay. You know? I get that. Okay. But, but yeah, and then, and then I would, and then from there it was kind of just like, tell us about yourself. Sure. What do you think you can offer? So you kept it pretty open. 
Pretty much. I thought it was going to be like, do you wear socks when you sleep or something like Oh, that. no. We weren't getting into the nitty. Like I well, said, maybe we, in were the future. Desperate. Yeah. we were desperate. I get that. I mean, I, I appreciate that. And I think uh, on behalf of many women, it would be very refreshing to see that on a dating app. I, I mean, you I, get so sick of like a gym picture chat yeah. after picture of my dog and exactly. this and that. Yeah. And then picture of three guides like with yeah. their, doing thumbs up, like <laughs> join our friend group. Each one distinct. It's amazing. Yeah. I love that. Okay, so I'm just gonna. I, I wrote down a couple of questions that I didn't ask you last time, Shoot. and we're gonna do them a little rapid fire. Right. Not you don't. You can give detailed responses, okay. but just things that I want to know about you. Who's your favorite sister? Uh, middle one. Okay, what's That's her name? Easy. Her name's Candace. Shout out, Candace. I was with her yesterday. She oh. lives in London. Cute. Yeah. Nice. Okay, so you got a favorite sister. You didn't uh, expect me to answer that one so quick. I did didn't. You? <laughs> do you go to therapy? Uh, no. Have you ever gone to therapy? Yes. Okay. Cool. Mandated. Yeah. No. No. <laughs> Is Wait, that a like, thing? The mandated therapy? Yeah, 100%. Oh, no. I've never gone off the deep end. <laughs> no, but I have... Uh, yeah, when I was a kid, I used to go see a guy. Okay. And he was super judgmental. Oh. And he everything I would tell him that... Because the whole thing with therapy is it's like a safe space. It's supposed to be. I'm supposed to be able to tell this guy whatever. Yeah. Everything I would tell him, he would tell my mom. Oh. Well, you were a kid. Maybe you were saying troubling things. I wasn't really saying troubling things. I was just basically Were you just showing saying, him like, pictures of dead bodies? No, or I was like, hey, I want to go. I want to. I, I like my dad. I see my dad on the weekends. He's, oh. he's you know, takes me to the movies. He buys me games. So this was All my mom does is make me do my homework. Got you. Well, that sucks. That's not how it should be. Okay. And I can tell you there's. You know what? Therapy, I will say. I've tested out different forms of therapy. I tried cognitive behavioral therapy. Hated it. Mm -hmm. I tried uh, counseling. Then I tried seeing a social worker. Like, just because the options are there. And it's honestly, like, finding a therapist for you is like finding a, like, a girlfriend. Like, it's, it's, it's Not romantic, good, but good hair cutter. I feel exactly like a good, like a good hairstylist. Yeah, you gotta you gotta test the waters a little bit. Mm-hmm. It's, like, it's like that way with any doctor, essentially. Oh, yeah. yeah, I don't really want to go through the process. You're really about like a not a one size fits all. There's a one perfect thing for everything, huh? <laughs> a little bit. Yeah. You want to talk about that? I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> you know I'm no trained psychologist, but I know a thing or two. No, that's there that's great. Uh, are you very, like, type A? Are you very controlled, like, organized? What does that mean? Oh, I don't know the type A type. Well, there's type A, type B. Type A is, like, more, like, make plans, stick to them. Type B is more, like, go with the flow. Type okay. A people are usually, like, organized, keep a schedule, do that kind of stuff. Type B are more, like... Winging it? Yeah. Type B. Type B? Yeah. I don't know why I don't believe that. Really? Uh, well, I mean, I'm, I'm like, a type A with type B tendencies, Okay, I guess I, I would agree kind of with that. I have a, I like to have a broad idea. Sure. But it's, I, it's more fun for me when things pop up. Gotcha. Fly by the seat of your schedule. Exactly. Okay. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. When we're, what's, when's your birthday? November. November. Ninth. What does that make your sign? Scorpio. Scorpio. Yes. You and Drake? Yeah. Oh, look I, at oh that. Oh, my God. I read the list the other day <laughs> of, like, Scorpio celebrities, and yeah. I was like, this is fantastic. Who else I'm you got the, on your team? Drake. Mm-hmm. Ryan Reynolds. Oh. Jim Carrey. Oh, shit. And I, I think Ryan Gosling, too. Like, it was just, like, all these people who I love and look up to. And I was like, I'm in good company here. See, I got that, too. I got – so I'm a Virgo, and I've got Beyonce. There I've got go. Keanu Reeves. I've got Amy Winehouse. i got Otis Red. i got a lot of people who I love. And I was like, yeah. it's a thing. I, I, it's I, a that, thing. That, honestly, that was one of the first moments literally the other day when I saw it. And I was like, maybe there's something to this. Well, this is going to be my next question. Do you believe in astrology, or do you understand mm. it at all? Come on, That's a loaded question. It's important. Do you believe it? And if not, I don't know. At the end of the day, I think there's definitely something to it. 
Okay. Do I read it every day and <laughs> and like base my life around what this says? Sure. No, no, no way. Yeah. But Most horoscopes are so general and and, and like, who's writing them? At uh, the end of the day, are the stars <laughs> writing these? No. <laughs> no, they're people who read and interpret. Right. Yeah. So whoever figured it out in the first place was yeah. they were hundred percent onto something. Well, there's a things explained episode on Is astrology, it? and I recommend it. It's very interesting. I will watch it, it's into how there's legitimacy to it and how it some of this is based in science and math and facts um but then there's all these people who you know whatever of course. um what's your favorite piece of clothing that you own that is not one that you have made and we'll talk about your clothing brand in a second favorite piece of clothing that, like like an like what's something that you'll constantly thing. wear yeah ah uh, i've that, seen you in a beanie many a times yeah beanie is a staple item especially lately because i'm growing up my hair um, um that's actually an interesting question i really like graphic tees all right and the thing is then the ones that i like the most are the ones that i very rarely wear yeah well you treasure them exactly yeah i would that. say like staple items I, i'm a shoe guy yeah i know you are nice pair of shoes beanie graphic tee skinny Ugh, jeans you're a very hipster kind of guy i guess yeah. yeah is that how you would define yourself hipster boho chic <laughs> yeah yeah i don't know <laughs> what's your pinterest board look like your your clothing oh, you on Pinterest? I'm, I used to be. I, I love don't Pinterest. use it as much. Do I don't you? care. I love Pinterest. I get look. I just opened Pinterest to find a list of uh, like one-off questions. I can ask oh, you. Nice. I get to like with Pinterest and stuff. Like whenever there's something where you're curating it, mm-hmm. I get obsessive. Yeah. And yeah. I don't like. You that. like a good algorithm? Yeah, Me I too. like to curate things. Yeah. So to go back to your clothing brand. Yeah. Let's talk about it, man. You didn't plug it last time I you did, were here. Really. Yeah, and as soon as we left, I was like, and you're wearing a t-shirt again. again. So you started this brand called Planet Home, yep. right? Hey, you got it right. Yeah, well yeah, done. Good job. Yeah. Tell, me, tell me a little bit about it. How did you come up with that? When did you Uh So this was going? like beginning of the pandemic. It was always an idea mm-hmm. that me and my friend Jared, so it's not just me. It's my friend uh, Jared Richards and I. No, he's not here. It's just you. He's like, yeah, I guess. <laughs> yeah. doesn't matter. Yeah. It was one of those things that we always talked about like, like I just said, graphic tees were like my obsession. And then we were talking about how like it's a shame that t-shirts went from being like these fun, cool, unique things sure. to now being like company name. Yeah. Gucci. Lame as fuck too. Yeah. Like Supreme. Basic. Say what you like. The brand is cool. But like the white thing, just supreme yeah. and black. It's just like I don't know. It's to it's me, not... it's more the idea that they can make so much money off such basic shit. Hundred percent interesting to me. Hundred yeah. percent. Like I miss the uniqueness of graphic tee fashion. I guess. Sure. So you want like started. the t-shirts that say like I love two things: my gun, my wife, and my. That's like that. I think <laughs> that was the death of it. In the nineties, like you had like the, why do you think right now like old band tees are coming back? Because mm-hmm. those were sick. Yeah. You see a guy in a Guns N' Roses t-shirt. That's you know everything you need to know about him. Exactly. And yeah. it's like, I think it is an expression of personality. And these days, I don't think that we still have that anymore. We, we missed like the the fun side of it. So that's yeah. what we started doing, planning home. Mm-hmm. I think the name kind of gives everything you need to know right there. Yeah. When you hear that, you're like, oh, there's something interesting about this. Planet home. It's kind of spacey. Yeah. That's sweet. But yeah, so then we started doing it. And uh, now, originally, we, when we started, we were just like on Amazon. Mm-hmm. We were doing like an Amazon thing. And then it started gaining some traction. People were asking about it. So we're like, you know what? Let's make it our own thing. And now it's like we got a whole website. Nice. It's become a nice extension for me. I've, I always said that what I want to do in life is like I, I, I would, obviously I want to stand up comedy. That's my focus. That's my passion. Sure. My goal, it's my like number one dream, is to reach a level of success where I can open like a production house. Sure. Okay. And like, you know, like how Drake has OVO. Sure. Yeah. And it's just a music label. Mm-hmm. I would love to have a label where we have everything. 
uh, reminds me of like uh, what Jack White's doing with mm-hmm. Third Man and how it's everything. Like he's a carpenter, no, exactly. not a carpenter, an upholsterer slash uh, makes the vinyls, got the plants. Yeah, just I, I like creativity. I've always been a creative person. Sure. And I feel like I'm at my best when I'm inspired. Mm-hmm. I feel like inspiration, especially in the city. Is a very hard thing to come across. Yeah, not disagreeing, yeah. And so I would love to build my own. If I can't find it, fuck it, I'll make it myself. There you, you know? go. Put that on a t-shirt. There you go. I'll wear it. Yeah. Well, okay, so I think I feel like that's a perfect place to wrap it up. So where can people find you? Where can people find your clothing as well? Yeah. So you are a comedian. I am. You're also making so, clothes. You're also many a man of many trades. So yeah. just tell everybody where they can find everything that you do. All right. So for comedy, uh, <laughs> you can find me on Instagram, mm-hmm. Curtis Coleman underscore. If you don't put the underscore, then you get a U.S. senator. <laughs> so don't do that. What about your clothes? So clothes, planethome.com. Home tell them how to spell home it. Home is spelled, yes. So it's planet, P-L-A-N-E-T. <laughs> home is spelled H-A-U-M. Mm-hmm. So like you said, a lot of people think it's hum, but it's planethome.com. Dot com. Well, that's perfect. Thank you so much for making the time again. I'm of so course, sorry again. No, thank you for having me again. Yeah, I feel like this is way better anyway. 100%. Got, got way more done. Talked about way more important things like uh, which sister's the favorite. There you go. <laughs> Once again, thank you for listening. I will see you in a couple weeks for another episode on March 10th. Be there. Stay tuned. All the fun stuff. Uh, okay, bye. Love you. Energy